Good morning, everyone. Hello. Hello. It's good to see all of you, and um, I love this series. Um, when we started, it was a bit, okay, where is it going? So today, I am going to be a bit more lighter in um, not doom, 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 um, what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to start with the story of, I cannot really remember if it was The Lion King or Aladdin. That was my first movie on the cinema. Um, but I remember in Aladdin that you can get this lamp, and in the lamp you, and the, you can get a genie, and then a genie said to you, you've got three wishes. Okay, so I remember me and my two sisters say, what is your wish? And I just said, my wish is that all my wishes would come true. <laughs> and they say, said, oh, you're not allowed to do that. So we always played, what is your wish? What is your dream? What do you want to do? And as I grow up, and um, I realized that something that I really wish for is God's wisdom. Because he can do so much with it. He can change lives circumstances, things, um, with his wisdom. So I'm going to start reading out of Ecclesiastes 2, verse 26. It says, To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Who of you would like to have wisdom, knowledge, and joy? I think all of us. I think the wisdom will be good. The knowledge is to know things. And joy. Oh, I love joy. Um, so that's amazing. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the ones who pleases God. This too is meaningless. A chasing after the wind. So... The person who pleases him, who pleases God, God gives us wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Sometimes I said happiness, but I love the word joy more. So I want to just have a quick look at the author of Ecclesiastes, because we're talking about Ecclesiastes all the time, but the author is Solomon, son of David. And actually God gave him a choice. He asked him, would you like to have wisdom? Or wealth and power? Wisdom or wealth and power? And, God, and he said, God give me wisdom. At the end, God gave him wisdom, wealth and power. Sure. So the guy who's talking here in the old Ecclesiastes, we, we hear this guy and he's, he's just not the most positive person around the world at that moment. But we can look at other places where he's writing Proverbs. And in First Kings, we hear amazing stories about him. And I am going to talk about those amazing stories as well. But if you go and Google on your phone, why is this man in history? It's King Solomon. And it's on a world wide web, not a Christian. They tell me the great Christian that lives. People recognize Solomon as this Amazing leader with wisdom. In Ecclesiastes 1, verse 3, it says, What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? And I was so happy when Scott was talking about under the sun and under the heavens. So we can have a look at what is under the sun about wisdom and what is under the heavens about wisdom. And then there's a word that Solomon loved to use in Ecclesiastes, he said, vanity. 
all his vanity. And again, he will say, as we read in Ecclesiastes 26, where he says, this is too meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Who of you have bottled the wind? And then can prove that there's wind in there. I know some of you guys are not really thinking very well. Yeah, <laughs> I was a teacher at a boys' school. I know this stuff. But let's think church-wise, okay? The thing about is vanity is also the um, original word is hebel. It's brief. So it's not permanent. It's there and it's gone. So vanity is something, and he said, this is vanity, this is vanity. So what is not vanity? Because he said, do this. And, and this is a, a stage in chapter 7 and 8 where Solomon gets actually irritated with wisdom under the sun. Because people just use wisdom, and he can say out of his own life, where wisdom is just like, you know, if it's not out of, out of heaven, out of God, from his spirit, it's dead. It works and it doesn't work. So there will be a difference. We'll look at the difference. So under the sun means our own pleasures, wealth, great accomplishments, and material things. Something that I read, and I will read it again, the scripture is that God give us his stuff on earth. It's not wrong. You're not supposed to serve or obey it. But if you live in a big house, you're not the wrong person. If you have a good job, you're not the wrong person. You must remember, it doesn't have any eternal value. The day when you die, that big, nice car of you is not going to go with to heaven. You're not going to need to ride it there, so it's not going to go with. Because it doesn't have eternal value. But I believe that God didn't put us on earth to struggle and to hate each day. We are on earth. We can use our accomplishments to serve people. We can use what he gives us. We can live in a nice, comfortable house. We don't need to live in shacks just because we think we, we deserve to live only in shacks. But the thing is, we need to remember, it doesn't have eternal value. And when you realize that, we don't put the value on it that high. Because here today, tomorrow it can be gone. So let's rather think and focus and build on things that is eternal, that is kingdom-based, not world-based. So we must enjoy life and things within it because God has blessed us with it. But we need to remember that in the end, God will judge us in which way we have done with it. Did we idolize it? Did we serve it? Did we make it our gods? Because he's going to judge according to that if you look in Ecclesiastes 6, 11, 7 to 10. But the author encourages us to live and dream, not with wisdom under the sun, but with wisdom under the heavens. So he encourages us, dream, ask for wisdom, but not under the sun, but under the heavens. There's no real value of earthly things, and Ecclesiastes 1 verse 12, Solomon is writing, I, the teacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I planned my mind to study and explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. 
So that he's talking about under the heavens. So wisdom under the sun. So I know it's not raining. But I thought of an idea that we can remember under the sun. So I'm going to talk about wisdom under the sun. Okay. So where's my bag? Um, so wisdom under the sun is all about me. Quickly think about when you meet someone new. Hi, good day. My name is Vo Marie. Hi. So what do you do for a living? Why do we always, our second question is about, so what do you do for a living? Because we put value on people's occupation. Oh, you're a doctor. Well, I will spend my time with you. Oh, you are this big person. I will spend. Uh, sorry, you're cleaning the streets. Sorry, I've got better stuff to do. Because we put value on the wrong things. So we look at people's education. I know people that is really a tool in God's kingdom who doesn't have matric. Because it's not about your accomplishments and qualifications. And I know in this room, people are sitting here with amazing qualifications. And we need your qualification. While I'm under the sun, I need my doctor if I'm feeling sick. I need an engineer to get better IT things for us to... Everyone can see um, at home what's happening in church. We need you guys. But we cannot put our value in people because of the degree of qualification, occupation. Or value in yourself. Now, I'm just busy with this, so this degree, they don't even know what they're talking about. I am guilty of that. John wants to tell me a story. So, there was a time, like two years ago, when we had prayer meetings online. So it's always just like, we will start talking, just chatting, and then we will, like, once everyone is on, we can start having our meeting. So I was um, having our meeting, and so I greeted, and John said, so what is this word in Afrikaans, and I don't know, and I said, I can't remember what the word was. And then another lady, on the, on, I've never met her in her life, She's not, I don't think she's in church anymore. She's still online. <laughs> if you're online. So, so, and she said, no, it is this, this, and this. So, for me, we studied languages. Who's an Afrikaans teacher? Who knows the rules? Because I teach the rules every day. I was so in myself to tell her, can I tell you the rule? <laughs> How are you supposed to pronounce it? And this is why there's two S's in it. Because this rule and this rule combined make this rule. I was so self-righteous. Luckily, the week before that, in the next group, we were talking about humbleness, and I decided I need to be humble, and I didn't say a word. But just like that feeling you want to, justify yourself. Because I've got this, and I've got that. So it's interesting how it works, and I, I've got a friend, a very good friend, um, husband's name is Peter, and we were, we were still very good friends. 
Um, and we get together along um, and Kyle with each other's houses. And she's got a very nice husband, Peter. And we were friends for two years. Very nice guy. I, was doing, I remember the, doing the Iron Man. We helped him and all of that. And then one day at school, because she's my colleague as well, there's a letter, Dr. Peter and Carlene Murray. For two years, I've been in his house three times a month. He never boasts in being a doctor, a doctor in science. But the thing about it is that was so beautiful for me, the humbleness. And not like, oh, I'm doctor, Peter. It's just like Peter. And never say, oh, when I studied my PhD, I realized that this and this and this happens. No. And that's amazing about that. So it's the humbleness. Another thing what under the sun is our opinions. I used to have a very good saying when I was teaching the boys who asked me, Man, what is your opinion about that? So I would say opinions differ today. You can say something and tomorrow differ. But I say um, opinions is like armpits. You have more, everyone have, you have more than one, and it usually stinks. <laughs> and that's the thing about opinions. Because opinions is worldly wisdom. It doesn't have eternity in its, in its, in its words. So you must check about that. So can you guys see that... When I'm under an umbrella, I don't have anything going out here, and nothing can come in. When you live under an umbrella, but as soon as you start living under the heavens, there's space for God to come in and give you the wisdom. And space for you to ask God, God, give me wisdom. We're going to talk about that now. So when we talk about wisdom under the heavens... It means not self-centered. It means kingdom, because kingdom is eternal. And there's one beautiful scripture in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, and that just, just resonated with my heart this last couple of weeks again. We like to say there's a time for this, and a time for this, and a time for this, and we quote that, but the verse after it said, He has made everything beautiful in its time, and then the next one. He has also set... Eternity in the hearts of humans. So God put eternity in our hearts. That's why we can ask Him for wisdom from under the heavens. Because our hearts have eternity in it. We must ask Him for it. But God freely gives. So, how do we work with the wisdom? Of how do we get the wisdom from God? We ask God. Ecclesiastes 2 verse 23, to the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy. So ask God, God, I need you. I need it. Help me to please you so you can give me the wisdom and knowledge and joy. Another way is in his presence and serving him. By knowing God better. In Psalm 111 verse 10 it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Many people understand the fear of the Lord sometimes in a wrong way. I know the fear of the Lord. I, don't, I have so much respect for him. 
I have so much respect for his creation. I'm not playing with God. Yes, he's my father, but my earthly father I know as well. I don't backchat my earthly father. I can have a conversation with him. So that fear of, the God, fear of God is the wisdom. This is as a giving of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. And all who follow his concepts have good understanding. To him belong eternal praise. And then Job 12 is certain, to God belong wisdom and power, counsel and understanding. So we can say, God, in your presence, there's wisdom and counsel and understanding. And by being in God's presence, that's where we get it. But we are those people that want today, okay, God, thank you for the lovely day. It was amazing. God, peace out with this, this, and this, and I'm sleep. When last did you spend presence, time in God's presence? Not in church, not in connect group. When last did you plan time to spend in God's presence? Guys, it doesn't just happen like this. It means you take your diary out and you schedule time with God. It's not going to happen like, oh, oh, wow, I've got free time. Let me spend time with God. Unfortunately, our life is like this. Oh, I've got 15 minutes. Let me just watch a series, finish a series. <coughs> or just check my WhatsApps. Or what is on Facebook. We need to spend time with God and we need to plan it. And then the amazing one is by Spirit. We get wisdom and knowledge by spirit. And that's where we look in um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10, where God gives us his spirit and the gifts of his spirit. Gifts you don't need to pay for. Gifts is given. By spending time with God, ask God, and open up your heart for the spirit to come in. You will have the gifts. Because <laughs> that's how it works. If you spend time with God, you ask God, and you've been in His presence, and His Spirit is there, God gives us gifts for His people. Not for myself, for His kingdom. It's not self-centered. So let's have a look. Um, why? Do we need wisdom? Why do we need wisdom from the heavens? And not my wisdom I can read from a book or a quote on the internet. But where do I get my um, wisdom from? In Ephesians 1 verse 17, I keep asking, God, asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. Why do we need it? To know God better. Who of us want to know God better? Sure, me. I want to know the Father of creation. I want to know his heart. I want to know why he's done some things in life. I want to be in his presence just to be in awe of him. Just to see, wow, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And again, wow, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The other thing is, and if you can look in the history, especially in the Bible, and I know of testaments of people, if you have the wisdom of God, it can protect you from earthly things. You know, sometimes that 
idea that comes in your brain that sounds stupid, but say, I'd rather take this turn and not that turn. Maybe just wait before you sign that contract. Maybe just think about this. That's how God protects us, with his wisdom. And again, we can ask him in that suggestion, God, I ask for your wisdom. God, I will spend time in your presence to know you better, to know your wisdom. <clears throat> but I also believe for us as his people, God wants to give us wisdom for his church and his people. You think about godly wisdom, my first example is Joseph in the Bible. God gave him wisdom and knowledge to know what to do. Even the whole of Egypt <clears throat> and Pharaoh and his family will be saved for the seven years. But God gives Joseph wisdom to say exactly what, to do, what does this mean, the dream that Pharaoh had of the seven good years and seven bad years. And he gives Joseph the knowledge and wisdom how to govern the biggest empire at that time to make sure that they will have food for the seven years, that there will not be food on the fields, but there will be food in the storehouses. That's wisdom and knowledge from God. God used that. And he did use that for his nation and also the people of Egypt, who is in the long run going to bring lots of trouble for the, people, for the nation of Israel. But God was using wisdom to save his people. The other thing is about, for example, is meet Gideon. Gideon needs to go and fight this huge army with all the Israelites. How are they not too scared to go out? Because they don't have the weapons, they don't have the people. And God gave him wisdom and knowledge to say exactly what you need to do to get all the cowards out of your army, to start thinking how people are drinking water, and then give him the tactique, technique how to overwhelm the other nation, and they won. It sounds, for us, it's just like a nice story, but it was real. I can imagine Gideon, like, who's so scared, hiding from God, and God gave him step by step wisdom and knowledge, instruction how to conquer. The other one is Solomon. That's why I'm going to end off with Solomon. With Solomon, God gave a lot of wisdom. Go and read Proverbs. There's so many wisdom. And interesting, many worldly papers use some Proverbs in the Bible. Because it is so good. That is wisdom from under the heavens. And the example that I want to use is there was two ladies coming to the king, King Solomon. One is holding a baby. They come before me and say, King, oh king, help us. I believe this baby is my baby. And the other woman said, no, 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 that baby is my baby. Quickly think, in a worldly wisdom way, how are you going to sort that out? Six months with this mom, six months with this mom. Who's going to feed the baby? Or just give me the baby and you guys go. Or, what else can we give? I'll give the baby to the palace, we'll make sure he's get sorted. But God gave him wisdom under the heavens to say something that many people still use up until today. He said, bring the baby to me so I can kill the baby. By doing that, 
the real mom said, no, 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 please don't. Rather give that baby to the other mother than to kill my own child. And the other mother was just like, yeah, I can kill him because it was in her own flesh and blood. But by using godly wisdom, you can have it change the life of that baby. And we can trust God for godly wisdom in decisions we need to make. If you're a parent, ask God for wisdom and knowledge. If you're a student, ask God for wisdom and knowledge. If you're a grand and you want to enrich your grandchildren's life, ask God for wisdom and knowledge. Because he says he will give it to us. I want to finish with this last um, verse. In James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. It gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask God for wisdom. We promise you, we'll give it to you. Can I pray for us for wisdom? Thank you, Father God, that we are your children. Thank you that you are a God. Thank you, God, that you have protected us, protected us for ages. Thank you, Lord, that your Spirit is here. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here blessing us with your gifts. Thank you, Lord, for your word that is eternal. Thank you, God, that you put eternity in the hearts of us. So we don't need to focus on earthly things and just live the small life of under the sun and just doing things meaningless and, and have no eternal value. But thank you, God, that you come and give us wisdom that has go further than just our life on earth. And Father God, I pray that we'll focus more on eternal wisdom and function out of eternal wisdom than just trying to do our own things with our own opinions and our own qualifications and try to fight this. And thank you, Lord, that out of your word we can give example, get examples where you have used your godly wisdom in the daily world, in the real-life world. And Father God, as in James, it says we can ask you for wisdom. Father God, I pray for every person sitting here who is asking for wisdom and knowledge. Thank you, God, that you've promised us to give it to us. And I just pray for every person needing wisdom for a situation that they feel that there's no outcome. Holy Spirit, I pray for wisdom. And there's people that are struggling with raising their children. They need wisdom. God, I pray for wisdom. Thank you, God, that you said you give us when we please you, Lord. And I just pray that, Holy Spirit, you will help us to live lives that pleasing God. So we can have wisdom and knowledge and joy. Thank you, Lord, that it is fun to worship you and to serve you. Thank you we can be called children of God because of what you've done for us, Jesus. I praise in your name. Amen. Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, just before I bounce the mic back to John and, and we end this meeting, I, I just wanted to move, just highlight something Vo said because she did it so quickly. And in that quick movement of what she did, like she made it look so effortless, but it's not. And it was when she did this, she said, You've got your umbrella up under, under the sun. And so what you do is you just put it down, and then you're under the heavens. And guys, there is an overwhelming 
moment, there's a thing in this where if we don't understand that we need to surrender under the sun, we will never be able to receive what is under the heavens. The problem for many of us is that our hands are too full. That's the issue. It's not that God doesn't want to give on the one hand, and it's also not that um, we don't want what God has for us. Both those things are in place, but our hands are just too full. I'll give you an example just quickly. Um, so if you're new to this, this space, a few months ago we weren't in a previous building. Well, we were in a previous building, then we lost that building, we had to find a new building. And it was terrifying to walk away from the place where we planted for six years and to have nothing. But if we hadn't left that, we could never have received this. And, and the leaving it, guys, is the most... Uh, opening your hand. You know, Vo mentioned parents. You know when your mom raised you that way and you know, your, dad, your husband's mom raised him that way? Who's right? Both of those things are probably under the sun. So what's under the heavens? And that relinquishing, that surrender, that letting go of trying to be in control is so flippin' hard. Like Vo just goes, I'm just going to pop the umbrella on the floor. Now sometimes Jesus has to claw that umbrella out of our cold, dead hands. You know how we ended up with this place? Tim had visited this place a few years ago, dropped off some flowers or somewhere, and every single door had closed. And Tim was like, one day, he's like, I remember this place. Let's just go have a look. And we weren't even looking here. We were looking down at the bottom. There's a school. We were going to do a thing with the school there. And all of a sudden, we found this place that was empty. We sort of broken and <laughs> look around, and then we approached the guys, and all of a sudden, God opened this door. It was like a, a godly wisdom that suddenly was made available to us. But we had to leave something. <laughs> you know, those cheesy Facebook, you have to leave to receive, you know. If you believe, you know. On your knees. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> you guys, that, it is incredibly difficult to move from one to the other. I trust you hear what Vo's been talking about this morning. There's an incredible text. Deuteronomy 33, 27 says, The eternal God is your refuge. But then it says, And underneath are the everlasting arms. His everlasting arms are underneath us. And we cannot access His everlasting arms until we surrender and we give up and we fall into those arms that are underneath as long as we are running and we are strong and we're standing and we're doing our thing, we have no need of Him. But it requires that surrender to move from one to the other. And so I'll be praying for all of us, including myself this week, as we take our umbrellas, <laughs> put them down, and trust that God opens, and that we receive what God has for us. So thank you, Vo. That was really, really amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. You might be asking yourself the question, how can I take this further? Firstly, 
you can send us your contact details to cindy at centerchurch.co.za where we can include you in our online connect groups and you can receive our daily devotional. Secondly, you can hop on our website where you can access previous sermons and find out more about who we are at Center Church. Thirdly, if you consider yourself as part of Center Church, we want to thank you so much for your ongoing financial partnership. The banking details are on the website. Thank you so much for joining us and hope you have an amazing Sunday.